You are very welcome to episode two of the Club on Mobile Road podcast. My name is Johnny Cooper. Just a reminder, this is in conjunction with our community partners, DCU, who've been so good to us over the last number of years, and we're very appreciative of all their support over those years and hopefully long time into the future. Uh, joined once again by senior footballer, lady senior footballer, Aoife Nolan, and senior two, Jules Starr. Do you have to keep doing this every week? I don't um, think so. Senior no. one panellist, uh, Marco T. Uh, episode one, Aoife, did you enjoy it? And what, Went uh, well, yeah. What did you get? What feedback did you get? Got good feedback. Actually, the numbers there will probably be able to give us a bit more detail on that, but numbers are good. Um, good feedback so far. I think Jono went down a treat to everyone. Jono went down a treat. Yeah. Was it just under 1,000 listeners from, I don't know, many countries, but uh, the US, Australia, New Zealand, Thailand, UK? Philippines, Denmark, Canada. UK, Spain. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Um, did you enjoy it, Mark? I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I was looking at the stuff that Dara was sending me there, we hit number two on the Irish sports um, charts. So we were ahead of my favourite podcast, Second Captains, which I'm going to have to cancel my subscription just in case they <laughs> they jump back over us again. Um, ahead of Off the Ball, Gary Neville, just one podcast was beating us. Um, Gary Lineker, Alan Shearer and Mika Richards. Um, not sure how they were. <laughs> they were ahead of us. Um, you, you you get on with Micah Richards, don't you, <laughs> yeah, uh, Johnny? Yeah. You're, I saw your punditry on RTE there yeah. last week. You're actually very similar style to, to his level of punditry. Yeah, he's good fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your kind of cup of tea. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, yeah. We'll try to get him eventually. Um, what about um, the different listeners? You know anyone from any of them countries? Any ex-players or colleagues from the FINA that are gone abroad in any of those countries? I'm going to say Sen and O'Sullivan's probably tuned in from New Zealand. Um, I don't know, who else is there? Yeah, well, Ted Regan was here on Sunday night and flew off to the States on Monday morning for the year, so I'm sure he's one of the listeners from the States if he, if he managed to land safely. Yeah, so all in all, good start. Jono went down a treat. Jono wants to Jono, come back. I bumped into Jono there yeah. on Tuesday, and he's requested... I don't know if he's requested or he's kind of enforced that he's uh, He's going to come back. He's, uh, he's demanded that there's going to be a live Christmas special and he wants to be in because he said he got very nervous during the last one um, with Nelly sitting beside him so he had to keep a lid on things and couldn't get off his chest what he really wanted to get off so really? um, a live episode which, which is quite bizarre considering how how insightful he ended up being very good who would you throw in a live episode with Anifa in the club members bar I assume is it? I would go Jerry the Belly dangerous yeah. locked on yeah. yeah Nora McCarrick would definitely yeah Definitely have to get in. She would, Jono, yeah. Anyone else? A There's a few, I've got a few requests now, the lads in Bua. Um, Senan Hessian and Seamus Smith asked me to ask you, could they come on, Johnny? No, they've had their airtime last week. And we said Mullo's name and Bua loads. So I think that's probably it now for the rest of the series. They get enough. Yeah. Yeah, unless we don't want to sponsor an episode. <laughs> Tight enough in there. You don't even get a free coffee. Um, what matches were you at the weekend there, Johnny? I went to Senior Twos and was uh, sidetracked because Mark, my brother, got uh, ferried off the hospital, so he ruins my Senior Two experience. Although you, you did get... You were probably lucky that you didn't see the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The end end result. And then back to Moby Road. I didn't make it, but won the junior team's loss and then won them one. Yeah, think? 12 o'clock. The J7s were out against Croke, so they won by seven, or won by four, sorry. Um, which was great for the lads. Was it and four, definitely four. Um, I think we'll just keep that hush hush. I think they had to go run after Jane Daly to take a tweet down at half time. So uh, yeah, one by four in the end. That's amazing. And where did Raj and his colleagues go? So back to the club. The club was great crack on Sunday night. I think there was a few fragile heads on Monday then, and then they kept going. Kennedy's then. Or do you think you joined them back there? Oh, I just popped ahead in for ten minutes just to see how they were getting on. Yeah, just, just to make sure they're all good. Um, to be fair to Martin Tyne, he sorted the lads out. Um, the Kennedy's Health and Leisure Centre of Um He had them in for a recovery session, so fair play to Martin. Um, both of you were in the club on Sunday night, Aoife, although you were working on Monday yeah, morning, so you yeah. said you were going home at 8pm. Yeah, so I was gone, just played it easy. You were, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Things took off. I think I was leaving when I was looking back in those... Um, people doing races on each other's shoulders, referee by Niall Cooper. That was something to what I get gathered. Yeah, that was, it. was definitely Niall Cooper. It was Niall Cooper. A referee are doing it. 
Uh, everything. <laughs> everything. You had an arm wrestle. I know we're going to go on to our, our second episode now with our two yes. guests waiting in the wings. But you had an arm wrestle with somebody? I with a celebrity, yeah. Oh, a, a local celebrity. And yeah. it was a bit it was a bit unfair to be honest because like it was with old merchant, but he's not he's not fully developed yet. Yeah. So um yeah, you're right. so obviously an arm wrestle with a fully grown man and Yeah. I think that's a good segue into episode number two. So all during last week or whenever after the first episode went out, Jane Daly and the social team put out on on the social channels, who they like to hear and see more of in these podcasts, so you can keep doing that. Uh, but two of the names that came through fairly strongly and are coming up on our second episode is Doctor, and emphasize Doctor because he likes to be referenced as Doctor. <laughs> Dr. Stephen Bean um, and Owen Merchant are going to join us in just a moment. We are delighted to be joined in episode two by Dr. Stephen Bean, and we'll give you a doctor, Dr. Owen Merchant. When did you get the doctor? <laughs> Owen, Owen is good. All, Owen from, uh, all, from, all from Mensa students in your house, I believe. Do you know what that means? Not really, no, it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, episode one, did you listen to it, Stephen? Did, yeah, very enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, Listening, walking to work there on Monday, uh, John O's absolute box office now, I have to say. He was very good. He was a bit tame, I think, mm. Aoife, was he? Yeah, he was. He's almost best behaviour. For his standards. Yeah. Why do you think that was, Mark? Um, there was someone sitting beside him that he was very nervous about. Um, before Nelly arrived, actually, he was full of life. There was, we were actually a bit worried that mm. we wouldn't, wouldn't be able to release the podcast to a certain audience. But, um, but now we tamed down once Nelly got there. And, yeah. You know John O'Well, Marsh, don't you? I do, yeah. I've had he, actually, he actually offered us up a bit of information for this episode. Oh, did he? Yeah. He did. It's very good. Why don't but we'll you? get to that later. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you enjoyed it? Did, yeah. I sense there's a bit of a different tone to this one, though, already. Yeah. Will we get the slags out of the way, or what do you want to do? <laughs> well, we go. We'll go start with Merch, will we? <laughs> <laughs> the so, easy one. We'll just get it all off the table. It's the elephant in the room, I, I feel. Mark, on, you start with Merch. You forgot your booster seat to this. <laughs> to the, uh, um, he, <laughs> he, le he left in the car, so we might have to send someone down together just so that you're, you're on the same level as the rest of the room. I'm actually struggling to concentrate there, Mark, with the glare off your head. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Don't you worry. And what about the doctor beside him? The doctor. The thing about the doctor is, right, I was texting him earlier about something, and... He replies twice as quick when you address him as Dr. Bean Formal. rather yeah. than... I've noticed that, though. ...rather than Steve or whatever, so, um, yeah, it's weird, but um, do you know what? He's, he's earned his doctor title, and you may as well, he may as well request to be called it. I've come a long way since I uh, dropped you off my coaching ticket back <laughs> in the day. Uh, <laughs> dropped me off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had a good, good few years with the O2 boys. The O2 boys, four years, the 13s and 16s. Yeah. It's a good for you them still playing. Success in that regard. Look at them now. Johnny's actually coached them this weekend with the under 21s. I am. You were playing Buddy Bowden whenever this goes out on Saturday, Saturday. after. So, according to the state, this is objective data now. Like this, is not, like this is not conjecture or anything much. Stephen Bean is a level smarter than you, according to the state. Nothing to do with Probably untrue. It's probably multiple levels. <laughs> multiple levels? I would imagine so, yeah. Did you ever want also has a couple of years on me now as well, so... <laughs> yeah, but you also flaunt your, your um, privately educated, obviously. <laughs> Correct, yeah. <laughs> is that important? <laughs> is that annoying? There's actually the height stuff annoys us. <laughs> Just get... We're going to finish now talking about the height stuff, but... Nothing it, annoys me. Does it not? Nothing annoys me, yeah. I have a thick skin. Is there anything else from your side? Do you want to get off your chest? I don't know, here. I know, we come to that. Let so it flow Does it actually not annoy you? Because... I'll be honest with you, and this is the only bit of, not credit, but the only kind of chance I give in the podcast, like, it's not that funny. Like, you ever see it on Twitter and you have, like, people under, like, I think it's like Colin Parkinson or whoever is to whatever, whoever's the GAA Twitter page now, um, and, like, it's just, it's the same joke recycled over and over, surely it gets boring. It gets boring for me, and I kind of like slagging it, so. Does it get boring for you? You still use it, though, don't you? Uh, be more, be more original, you know. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. No, it doesn't bother me. I, I'm fairly insulated from what I'd say now at this stage. That's Stay true. well away. Eva, do you want to throw any arrows at Merch? Or Stephen? Yeah, you know what's no, like. Okay. Do you want to throw any back? Just while you have I'm going to stop all this stuff. It's very professional. The serious stuff now, yeah, exactly. 
So we're all done, off the table. Mark, sure. You're in yeah, man. Yeah, I'm comfortable now. Yeah, you're comfortable. Dara behind the camera. Because <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't be sure, but all that's off the table. So, all done. Okay, so this podcast has, I think fair to say, reached new heights. <laughs> we said we'd stop, Johnny, come on. <laughs> What's worse is you have that written down there. <laughs> you have that written down, corporate finance and BWC. <laughs> I don't, but I did think of it for a good few hours. Um, earliest memory of the club merch? Um, yeah, tough question. I was listening to the lads last week and realised that I probably have a bit of long-term memory loss. Um, I know I was in the nursery. I started playing when I was four, but not sure what exactly my earliest memory is. The I suppose the earliest thing I can think of is the mini leagues, the finals day um, in the club. And those days were great. I remember the, the truck out the front with getting the medals up there um, and the different colored Lisney tops that we used to go around wearing. Um, but I no real recollection of the nursery or anything before that. Lisney, yeah. Um, what did Nelly used to tell you when you were playing hurling? Just run. Uh, yeah, in either the under 14, under 15, or under 16 championship final. I can't remember which one Nelly came on. It was in Parnell Park and Nelly came I can't on. I can't remember which one. <laughs> you some, I've, I've played in so many. Poor Johnny here doesn't even have a, not not a senior. He's on the wall once. Sorry, yeah. I rephrase that. In a championship final in Parnell Park, underage, about 20 minutes into the game, my, probably my skill level wasn't at the, the same as some of the other lads. So Nelly ran on. There was a bit of a break. I think someone was down injured and he ran on to let me know that you know you don't have to hit the ball, you can actually just put it on the stick and run till it drops and one of the other lads will pick it up then and put it over. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's as far as my hurling abilities go. Yeah, you're struggling to run 100 metres without getting injured now. So you're yeah. ready. <laughs> and Nelly, by the way, has coached, he's, we're going to you now, Steve, in a second, but he's, he's your best mate. Well, one of your best mates, is he, Nelly? Yeah. yeah. He's coached John, he coached, uh, he coached you, coached me, coached Mark. Aoife, he didn't, we did, yeah. we established that. Yeah. No. Did he coach you? No. no. No, not yet. Might as well. Still time. Yeah, still time. Um, Stephen, earliest memory of CLG Nafina. Apart yeah. from the founding. You probably dying to that one. <laughs> Good, okay. Yeah, um, I'll get you back for that. Uh, earliest memory, I've oh, shown my age here. So I was around at the start of the nursery, when the nursery actually started. So I was one of those, Nelly mentioned it last week, I was one of those seven or eight lads that was down. Um, Anya, I, I, we live next door to Anya and Sean O'Leary. So my dad was from Millmount Avenue, but he never played Gaelic in his life, played soccer. Um, so Anya and Shauna O'Leary would have been the ones, we would have been good mates with their lads and uh, brought us down to the club. Uh, I remember Anya going down the car with Anya, not really knowing what was going on, but uh, the crack was great. And so vague recollections of nursery, but I have a vivid memory of our very first game that we played. There was no go games back then. It was, uh, I don't know if any of you remember, there used to be two juvenile pitches across the main pitch. Yeah. yeah. There were wooden goal. The wooden goal posts, yeah. 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 Up here? Up here, yeah, on the yeah. main pitch. And um, we played on that, that pitch out there, the one closest to home farm. And we played against Sylvester's. And uh, Nelly's dad, Colin, was the manager. And we were a man short, or they were a man short. So, of course, Nelly had to go and play for Sylvester's. <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't mind, but he scored about eight points. <laughs> um, but yeah, that vivid memory of that. We played them in the Fina and we went out. I remember going to play them away in a return fixture then probably a month later but I remember it was like going down the country to play a match we were like mad massively excited and then uh, kicked off from there yeah. changed so much who um can you remember any more of that eight you know you mentioned Nelly did you mention Nelly Stephen Fitz probably Mick Quinn was there he was a year older than us so we would there was no let's say team like uh like there wasn't an under 10s 11s 12s 13s 14s Mick Quinn's team I'd say was the first team Johnny was managing his dad that was the first team to go all the way up, as in from 10s, 11s, 12s. After that, there was a couple of smatterings. And then as it got more organized, some of the older teams then consolidated, got more numbers and stuff like that. Um, so I can't remember. So certainly uh, me, Nelly and Fitzy, um, there would have been a, a good few others around. Amy McGowan would have been around back then. Mango, uh, a few others. Um, yeah, so magic goes back over the way. If uh, earliest, not memory, earliest, what can you picture in terms of old facilities or any old facilities that are not I can kind of vaguely remember the old clubhouse because I actually went to play school downstairs, myself and Killian Dealey actually. Um, I kind of remember it. 
What do you remember? The old, oh, yeah, the old do you remember the old all-weather? The gravel. Uh, the gravel yeah, one, yeah. yeah. That was a great investment. A few injuries there. Mm. Oh, nothing but worse coming home, knees and bits. After. They brush it every week, though. <laughs> <laughs> they brush the stone every week. <laughs> And you weren't even allowed to wear mouldy boots oh, on too. Yeah. You, ha you had to have like your own runners. Fast runners, yeah. yeah. It was bad. The old club is, yeah. I remember the pool table up here. Mm, yeah. Ah, the old bar was, that was yeah. a different level. It's not the biggest mistake they made here. Dart sport, yeah, eventually. the dartboard. <laughs> oh, don't. It's not a real sport, Mark. It's okay. <laughs> it's we'll save that for another podcast. <laughs> so, crash down, or not crash, uh, space field downstairs. Yeah. Where is that where it currently is? Or where yeah. Is? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's still there. I can't remember the door then into the clubhouse. I remember. Kind of, yeah. Marty, you weren't born, remember? I don't think I was around at that stage, <laughs> no. Did you wear that glove, actually? Or was that in rugby you wore that glove? <laughs> what glove is this? Not a Brian O'Driscoll, like with the fingers. The fingers. Yeah, that would have been rugby, yeah. Rugby, yeah. Brian okay. O'Driscoll was a rugby player. We're going to get on to your rugby career in a minute. Um, anything, Mark, can you remember any earlier, like, pictures? You remember? You don't remember the two fields across the board? Oh, no, we do. Yeah. I don't my, remember that. I actually, my first match was bizarrely against Sylvester's as well. Yeah, because I remember and straight I didn't score in the game and I had to lie about getting the score just to... <laughs> I didn't pick up what you said there, Johnny. What? <laughs> we'll get Dara to open my mic for that. Yeah. Um, I remember the two goals. I remember the summer camps here when there was... There was like... A lo I don't know how I remember this. There was a lot of bushes around the place and I remember we used to keep getting given out by John Horan because we didn't like doing art. So whenever the art was, the class would like... The class or the group would just have we'd all be hiding in the bushes. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, but... So where the, uh, the new all weather is now, there used to be steps from the car park up there in the corner and like like 14, 15 foot high bushes yeah. up them yeah. steps and those steps were lethal like there. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, there'd be people uh, running right in, the, in there the whole time. Yeah, it was a zoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, so I want to get into both your, a bit different perspective, both your... Journeys and that's the way, and people will be, I'm sure, familiar with lots of both of your your own experiences and whatnot. Um, maybe playing for Dublin, that side of things, but maybe you want to touch on some of maybe the hidden or more hidden parts as to both of your sides. So, Stephen, we'll start with you. You're GPO first. GPO and Clunk No, Cabinet Maker. You tell us. Yeah, uh, Cabinet Maker for trade. Cabinet uh, Maker, straight out of school. Yeah. School uh, Petrina. No, uh, Kevin's. Kevin's. Kevin's yeah. You and Mark. Um, yeah, went, uh, did that. Um, went traveling for a while, came back and was like, yeah, that's not for me. Uh, got a G job with a GPO. So I was with Trinity Gales, Monica's, and then Clontarf. Uh, yeah, I, I loved the job. Um, and yeah, then was lucky enough to, to, uh, to move into the stuff I'm doing now. Lucky enough or resilient enough you're skipping over now good part of how you got from a to b so cabinet maker straight out of school straight out of school pretty much how many years uh four five years maybe cabinet maker does what uh, Richie, Kin Richie, <laughs> <laughs> Richie Kinsley would say you're not a real carpenter because okay. I wouldn't be on a site like kitchens and wardrobes and that sort of okay. stuff. Okay, okay, okay. And then went from there to which go first, Monica? Trinity? Monica's and Trinity Gales was with both of them, oh, yeah. uh, half and half, then full time with Trinity and then on to uh, Clontarf. But yeah, very enjoyable years. Clontarf for a couple of years? Uh, Four-ish years. I think it was GPO for nearly ten, nine, nine or ten years maybe. And you would have got to know probably Noel McCaffrey well up there, I'm sure. So is it true or not that you effectively, Noel McCaffrey was or was a lecturer in DCU for years, is it true that you effectively knocked on his door and said something to the extent of give me an opportunity academically to do a PhD? I'm heavily paraphrasing, but that uh, sentiment. It, it, it's not quite. Uh, I did approach Noel because Noel was very good to me in Clontarf and I would have been quite friendly with him. And, um, you know this because you showed me where his office was. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, sorry, so yeah, so I what I did, I, I knew I wanted to do some further education because what I was doing as a GPO, I was really enjoying, but I was like uh, struggling to push it on or to get to like to further a career in it. Um, and I spoke to Noel and I was like, what should I do? And Noel was like, well, let's start with the basics. Didn't have an undergrad degree, so still don't. Uh, so he said, let's explore different options. He put me in contact with a few people. 
um, ended up doing a master's in UCD because it just was a better fit at the time. And off the back of that, uh, of some good advice and, and from some of those connections I made through Noel, ended up back at DCU and um, uh, lucky enough to get funded to do a PhD there. Um, and yeah, I've been there since. So. Well, it's probably very um, <clears throat> important because lots of people at 17, 18, uh, myself included, <laughs> um, have different ways of getting to where we ultimately end up or ultimately go to. Um, so I'm sure there's a younger person, even a parent, that might be very appropriate um, in terms of just the journeys, different ways to get different places. 100%. And like I was convinced that's what I wanted to do in carpentry or cabinet making when I was in school. And that's all I, I was like, yeah, it'll be grand. Sure. I don't believe in sir, it'll be grand. I'll get through it and I'll go on and do this. And then uh, you realize as you get all the way, your interests lie, your passions lie. And I'm lucky enough to work in stuff that like I really, really enjoy it. Um, it's something that like I find really fulfilling, but also uh, enjoyable. Um, and uh, yeah, my, like anyone who's thinking that they don't know what to do, just loads of time, absolutely loads of time. I see it with students all the time now. They, they think they want to do something and then they realize actually my passion is over here or this is what I'm more suited to and they, and they change and, yeah. and they, they move towards it. I was going to ask you that because there's at least three of us on the table anyway that hadn't a clue what we wanted to do, did a business degree, yeah. went straight in and like in the back of your head there's always a case of, oh Jesus, I'm 30 years old now and this is me, I'm done. I'm going to be an accountant for the rest of my life. Like it, it must be brave or, or like... Yeah, it's a yeah. Like I remember, I uh, lucky. Like I, I remember like, talking through my dad, and my dad was like, "Just go for it." He said, "What do you got to lose?" Like you know, he goes, "Worst case scenario, it doesn't work out, and like the GPO job, you do like it, and you can still potentially go back at that." Um, and uh, and also had some really actually sitting at this this part of the bar, some people in the fina that I would uh, value the opinion really, really strongly, and really pushed me to say, "Well." this is something you should do because um, you're passionate about it and you can actually make a difference um, in terms of like the, the my research is around like one of my strands of research is around promote physical activity in kids and there was, there was a couple of people like the here who really really pushed me who I would have a huge amount of respect for um, literally sitting where we are now and that was the sort of what pushed me to, to go for it and um, yeah very grateful for that yeah so put a pin in your one because you were, we'll get to it in a second, you were, it might be fair to say that in this club's, what did we say last year, or last week, 68 years history, one of the most uh, turbulent times was when the Metro, the famous Metro project decided to to want to plow through the front, uh, front of the club house there. You were vice chairman, but you're also uh, doing a lot of work up in DCU. So I want to come back to that. Uh, but Merchant, yes. my yours. So... He looks so nervous over there. Yeah, he does. The Put the guard sure what's relax. coming next. <laughs> just a, we've, got, we've got it all off the table. All the, do you want to go back to any no, jokes, no, Mark? No, no. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, privately educated and a money lesson. So um, after school, what, where, give us a synopsis of some of the avenues you took. It's definitely not as interesting as Theo's straight into college. Um, I did give the HPAT a go. So the primary goal, or the, original goal was to go into medicine, um, but turns out I'm not very good at the HPAP, not very well suited to it. So I went to UCD, was there for four years, and then made my way to PwC. Still in PwC? Still there, yeah. In what section, what department? In transaction services, it's called. Do you know what that is? No, I don't. Are you not in the same field, no? I was in PwC, not transaction services. <laughs> There's a reason he's gone. Oh. There's no reason, no. <laughs> so a lot of people be familiar, well, sorry, should be familiar with, uh, not to assume, should be familiar with your prowess on the pitch. Many years of playing um, for Dublin? We'll go back to the field now, like, but many years of playing for Dublin? Uh, roughly? Since 2017, so does that make this coming one my eighth? Your eighth? I think so, yeah. And you have another eight probably to go, so you are I'm absolutely not fine. sure my body allows those. That's where the career. You said it. Um, so... Give us a sense of transferable skills from sports back to work, or we'll start with work to sports. What can you take, or what do you take that's valuable? Yeah, it probably goes the other way mostly, from sport into work, given sport is what I would have started with um, coming into a work environment. Like, there's, there's so many, there's all those cliches you can throw out around diligence, 
being able to work as part of a team, communication, self-awareness. There's, yeah, there's a raft of different, I suppose, abilities and skills that you would take from a, a sporting environment into a working environment. Probably not so many that transfer back the other way um, into the sporting world. Not from my work anyway. Hopefully PwC are not listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> and your boss is, uh, there must be something. But uh, I just think in there, for anybody this is, but uh, all the different strands. So you're, you're just right. Nelly's coaching you somewhere. What, what age did Nelly coach you from? On How their... did Nelly coach all these people, by the way? He just stayed involved forever, didn't he? Yeah, volunteer every year to be sound and give time back. I think that happens. So, yeah, true. Uh, which you have done to be fair to you, Mark. Uh, so Nelly Steele beside me, uh, Mick Quinn, Eno, who else did you mention? A couple of different people Fitzy. are Fitzy and all you have done your bit and bits for the club and continue to do while your group is say coach at a merch or it doesn't really matter who it is but Mark or somebody else and then like bringing up that generation and then Mark, you've coached, how many years have you coached? Probably six, seven, eight, nine years and played all that time. 12 or 13. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly yeah. So how interconnected it all is. So we're never too far away from each other, I don't think. I think we said it last week about the club being so close, but um, is there anything merch to put you on the spot a little bit over the years that advice is too, too, too shallow a little bit because you probably get learnings all the time from club people in various ways, both direct and indirect. Was there anything that sticks out to you like kind of when you're a teenager that is something that just kind of stuck in your memory or mind? You don't have to name names as such, or you can if you want, but anything that sticks out coming through the club? Yeah, good question. I'm not sure there's a specific piece of advice or a specific instance, but I was very fortunate and privileged to be coached by Nelly and your brother Niall the whole way up. So from under kind of 13s, both of those would have come in in hurling and football respectively and taken us right the way through to minor. And a big part of their ethos and their thinking for both of them, which was very consistent, was the enjoyment factor. So not everything was very serious. You know, everyone around the table knows what Niall is like. There has to be some sort of game involved, some sort of madness and chaos, but it was great because you were always really eager to go to training and Nelly was probably less chaotic and less mad but very big on the enjoyment factor and the fun factor um, as part of it and I suppose that that shone through then and the fact that probably 95% of my age group from when those lads first came in stuck with it right the way through to mine and under 21 because it was something that we really liked to do and every session was enjoyable to go to and it was something you looked forward to so that's kind of a big thing I've taken from it is the enjoyment part. We sometimes get caught up in it all and lost in it all, but at the end of the day, it has to be fun. We're not paid for it. So I think both of them ingrained that in me. Yeah, it's ju just to say that, so like I know I was slagging earlier, but when we coached that O2 boys, like I remember, um, like there's a good few of them still playing. And like, we didn't win anything. Like you, you boys won everything, but we didn't win anything. But um, like I remember when Vinny, Flynn came on for the seniors in championship last year, I think, made a save. I was like, Jesus, yeah. that's like, that was like serious delayed gratification. Like, Oshin came on at the week, I was playing at the weekend in the junior final and played really well. And again, it was like, this is like, I think sometimes you get caught up, and we probably did it as well when you're coaching at that age group about, geez, it'd be great to win a 15th championship type <laughs> thing. Whereas actually, the real goal is for those people to come through and play at adults and I suppose that delayed gratification piece is hard to quantify or it's, it's not tangible when you're actually coaching but it's such uh, it's such a rewarding feeling when it actually does happen then down the line. You get more satisfaction later from it you don't realise at the time and even I coached that same group about two years ago with the under 21 B's like it would have been mostly the same lads or a good few of the same lads and it's only when they had a few points on board they actually tell you kind of how much they enjoyed it, and there was uh, one or two in the bar saying that, like, it was the, the like, as in the best days they've had in the FINA and the gratitude they have to UCO and and that. And um, it's only later when you see what they become, where it kind of it feels like it was worthwhile. Sometimes it wasn't when you're going to train and then you, you had something else to do. And there was red, we had a few red cards and we, that we couldn't shake off. Um, but yeah, no, I think you only get the benefit we of it. Made, we made the mistake one night of saying, lads, we'll never give out to you for defending yourselves. And some of them <laughs> took that as like, <laughs> uh, yeah. In front of disciplinary. Uh, Merch, one more for me, and then I'm going to go back to Steele. We're trying to do a twin story here. Um, 
if somebody, it doesn't have to be a young person, but somebody's listening to this and you talk about the phone, and even last week, John, I was referencing, I think he said he was having a nightmare, something that he loved doing. He was effectively having a nightmare because things weren't going his way. And then a Domino's pizza and COVID was the <laughs> intervention for him <laughs> uh, together. So, um, but that fun element, so if somebody is, and it doesn't have to be like selection or not playing, but just not enjoying it. And that can be obviously for a multitude of reasons. It could be a home, it could be a coach, it could be they're not playing well. But I suppose for that player or person in particular, what have you maybe learned that when it doesn't become as fun, how effectively could, I don't know, what, what should they be focusing on, try to pull them back? Or what should they not be focusing on to kind of get too serious? Well, that's a tough one. Um, yeah, like I suppose for me, the fun or enjoyment element isn't, you don't have to be laughing and joking the whole time. Like for someone, the fun element might actually just trying to be better that day or trying to mm. achieve something with the team. It, it doesn't, fun and enjoyment doesn't mean laughy jokey the whole time as well. Um, and yeah, I've had my fair share of ups and downs in it myself, but I think at times it's just to take yourself out of it and realize that it, it's just supposed to be a bit of crack. There's no point taking it too seriously. It's showing up with a group of friends, chasing a ball around the place, having a, a bit of crack like this. There's no point overcomplicating it at times. Um, I think that's the biggest thing for me. Sometimes I get so lost and ingrained in it that you just have to take yourself out of it and realize that it is only, it's a, a co-curricular activity, I suppose, mm. at the end of the day. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, did you have a role model? Was it somebody at the scene, not even seniors, whatever, an adult when you were coming through? So you mentioned Niall and Tom, maybe they were the, they're the answer, but did you have a, a person or, you mentioned Desi and Nelly mentioned, I think it was Jason and Senan or something last week, but did you have anyone? Yeah, like I, I wouldn't have been major on watching football or watching sport at the time. I was more into just playing it, but definitely at the time, Niall would have been one um, because I would have been very conscious of him and aware of him at the time. And Stephen O'Shocknessy, I don't know if you know Shocko, who would have been involved with development squads um, with Dublin, I think he still is 20 odd years later or whatever. But those two, because I saw them um, day to day and saw what they were able to do and wanted to be like them at times. Um, yeah, I knew I knew of Desi, I knew of J.O., I knew of Senan and all these geezer in the club, but I suppose it was more the, the people I was seeing day to day, the coaches, which is probably different to most of my peers, I suppose, my own age. Mm. And Johnny was never <coughs> an inspiration for you? Or, uh, no, I don't know why he would be well, for anyone, to be honest. He's not going to say it now, though. He could have got it in a minute, yeah, but he's not going to say it now. He was on the we were getting close. That's still Mark, and it's yeah. ahead of you. That's true, and my sister. Um, so put a pin in your side for a second, Merch. So we're, we're obviously jumping a little bit, but as Merch is getting to his... Um, latter teens into his 20s still <laughs> <laughs> um roughly <laughs> uh, roughly speaking i know we're probably skipped a few years and we're underselling uh, some of your things here but i want to go on to that metro kind of and i want you to take us through because i suppose um well even though i do remember it i probably have forgotten a lot of it you'll take us through because i'm i'm just gonna set it up for you but you were vice chair and the executive i don't even know what year you may or may not remember uh the club somebody gets an email on a friday afternoon about a metro you go from there yeah so it was 2018 march 2018 but just to take one step back right so how i got involved in that in the first place i was all of you at this table probably know when Carmel Cardonico asks you to do something, it's very, very hard to say no. So he's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go run for chair. Uh, will you come on and do vice chair? Like, just, I just want you to look like, handle the coach and stuff and yeah. sort of like try and drive that sort of stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, 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 grand. And then of course he was away when this, all this thing happened. So Friday afternoon, uh, got a phone call uh, out of the blue. I think it was half four on a Friday. It was bank holiday. Paddy's day was the next day. How you doing? Um, such and such from uh, whatever it was, TII or something like that. Uh, we're just requesting to uh, meet, which is um, next Tuesday, uh, regarding the Metrolink uh, project, and it's going to have some impact on your lands. So I'm like, are you sure you have the right number here? <laughs> like, you don't talk about coaching. Um, but um, it, was, it was like that. And then, like, um, Carmack was in, like, Africa. I think he was over with uh, uh, Pat Fanning's charity, and uh, I, I was like, so no, like I couldn't even ring him, like so I didn't really know what to do. But I, I was like, well, impact on the land, like what do they mean? Are they going to take like a little strip or something? I didn't really get what was going on. But anyway, uh, 
few bits and pieces happened over the weekend and we, we organized, uh, we got in contact eventually and we, we organized a few people to come to that meeting and then, yeah, they came in and just said, yeah, yeah we're, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, have the biggest infrastructure in the state's history right out on your front pitch. We're going to take your, your pitch, your Astros, we're going to have a borehole here. We're going to be moving 20 tons of, of excavation every day for, oh yeah, we'll be done in about seven or eight years. And we were just like, so there's me sitting there, uh, <laughs> literally thinking about coaching plans the week before and, uh, and, then, and, and then this. Uh, but thankfully, like, uh, we got some great people in the club involved, the likes of, um, uh, I'm going to forget someone with Kieran Rogers, Bernie Gray, Tom Gray. Um, uh, like uh, Carmichael Sullivan was unbelievable around comms. Like, so re people really did rally together, and um, I'll never ever forget um, that, that that meeting. So that meeting, we were a bit shell shocked, but they came in like there was about eight of them, and they had maps and all presentations and all, and we were like, whoa. And I'll never forget though that day in the Helix, you was probably all there. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> we were absolutely banned. Like their lives, I've never seen support for anything like it like it goes back to Nelly's point last week around having each other's back like talk about like we people offering to to chain themselves naked to the railings like, <laughs> which we didn't go I'll never forget that day in the Helix and also um, DCU were very good to us they let us have their pretty much their biggest lecture theater because we know we're big enough to fit people for a meeting and we were up in St. Pat's and uh like I remember, like uh, we were trying to explain to everyone what was going on, but we didn't really know what was going on. We only like were given the bare basics, and um, and uh, prime time were there. Miriam O'Callaghan did a live broadcast from outside, and I remember I was like it was tense enough, and I never forget she was interviewing um, Sam and Connell, uh, Dermot Bannon, and the late great Jimmy Gray, and uh, I was I was up the walls and I was I was nervous, and I never forget Jimmy. He just winked at me and he says, "Miriam, don't worry, you'll be fine." And it totally broke the tension and everyone just sort of relaxed and then we were able to get on with it both. Like that thing was um yeah, that was that was mad. But then it actually obviously uh, things got sorted and hopefully it won't have a major impact. But the big thing was like like we were never actually against it and like still wouldn't like if we the metro would be brilliant, like mm. get to work. It'd be absolutely yeah. brilliant. It's just the the way and the manner in terms of how they wanted to go about it, like, you know. Yeah. And um but it was, it's funny because I was like, the, the next few executives then would have put a big emphasis on, because it, it made it, it really highlighted how we've such the, the fragile in terms of, how fragile we are in terms of access to pitches and, and grounds and stuff like that. And mm. other things then would have come on the back of that, like with um, like community partnership with DCO is phenomenal. Um, and it, it's not just because I worked there, but it, like the access to the pitch is phenomenal. And all the other stuff that comes with it, the RCSI and um, things like that, that probably may not have had the priority that they did if that, that hadn't come along. So it's funny how some of them things work out. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And we, uh, go on, Mark. No, like I was only when I saw Johnny just sent a rough outline of the episode and the Metro, and I, not that I forgot about it, but like I forgot how involved you were in it. And like, like you know the phrase, like you don't realise how good something is till it's gone kind of thing. And it was only around the Metro, I think, where before that my whole opinion of the club would have been, oh yeah, the most important thing is to win senior championships and it's to win minor championships. Did either of you get like a different, did, did the Metro change your opinion on what you think of the club when you kind of saw the reaction it got and how important it is for people? Um, I probably was surprised at the scale of the reaction because I knew like, obviously you know the club stalwarts and you know the people who are going to turn up and stuff, but the, like the emotional response was, was uh, unreal and then that social good study that was commissioned on went on and to show the economic value in the community and stuff was so I suppose the scale of it surprised me. Um but like like I still I still think when it's in chances. But um like and it's something like that I'm hoping that we can do a few more of over the next few years. But um it was the scale I think uh for me and I think that's what that's why it caught the public's imagination and it was in the press and stuff for so long, you know. Yeah. It's that golden thread, and I know we're rapidly running out of time. That golden thread of Nelly mentioned last week, that kind of connectedness, though, albeit it probably. And by the way, volunteers, when you were saying eight people rocked up in probably fancy suits and big dossiers of studies, and I'm sure dozens, no, dozens, hundreds of pages and stuff that landed in front of your desk, and all of a sudden those volunteers, yourself being one of them, um, haven't, I guess, 
uh, board of Brunswick, but I think a common team with last week and this week, and I wonder will it continue, but is that sort of level of, uh, and again, we're probably not, and Venus probably not unique and being tight and being a community and being, but obviously we're biased, so, uh, and we, we do feel it, so it's, um, it's interesting. Do you remember the Metro? Metros? I was actually in New York that year, so kind of remember it wasn't. Did you get involved on Twitter like I did? <laughs> 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 I deleted all them tweets. Really. So don't don't even bother going back. Um, yeah, so the Metro is um, someone wanted to reference because it's probably I don't think we have the ages that are doing now of the listenership, but I'm sure lots of people just the first time they may be even hearing of the Metro uh, in terms of the, the significance of it. Um, so that's the reason why I wanted to bring up. Still, so, yeah, while we're still on you, then we're gonna do a crappy quiz with uh, Marco D, who's gonna take us out more or less. Uh, but we. Um, uh, tell us about DCU, what you're doing up there. Uh, you did mention some of your study uh, areas earlier on, but what are you doing at the moment up in DCU? Uh, so I work uh, primarily with postgrad students, so people like uh, not undergrad students. So we have a, a professional doctorate and a master's program, uh, Elite Performance in Sport. So very lucky to work with um, loads of people who are actually involved in professional or elite sport and who various different guys sometimes it's not elite sport sometimes it's more around um sometimes it's more around like uh organizational stuff structural stuff but it's funny a lot of the the stuff that we'd end up researching or they'd end up researching would uh fall in around uh similar problems that you might see in the club just on a smaller or bigger scale like in terms of like resource allocation volunteerism um getting people to actually um buy into same direction stuff like that so yeah really lucky uh work with some extremely talented people who uh make me feel a bit stupid sometimes <laughs> but uh i think that's great because you're continuing and trying to trying to push yourself a little bit it's funny i finished on this um i often use a picture of uh of a gang a gang of my mates uh in slides when i'm talking because we have everyone talks about how hard it is in that sort of stuff to define success so you were just talking about like winning senior championships and stuff but i use a picture as it's like it's like me, Nelly, Fitzy, Mango, Downsy, I think Niley's in it, maybe Damagown, a few others, but used to be having a five-a-side competition on Stevens' day up here, can you remember? Mm. Um, you boys were probably training or something, but we, we were all playing, <laughs> and uh, the points after were the, were the main prize, but one year we we, uh, we went and won it, and uh, there's a picture of us all at the end, and like we wouldn't have been brilliant at uh, soccer, well, Fitzy won't like me saying that, but, um, <laughs> but we won it anyway, and um, oh, that picture, and uh, like I always talk about, like, like if you look at the people in the picture, you've Nelly has coached loads of people. He's senior hurling manager. Um, I, I've coached. Fitzy has coached. Mango's coached. Niley does like untold work for the club. And basically, everyone in the picture, Downsy was adult games chair and has coached loads of teams. And for me, like that's that's what I t say is success in the context of us and the club. We all came through together. We're still the best of mates, and we still and then. The, 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 that want to give back, like everyone was giving back before they had kids, and that, that desire to do that, and for me, that's success in a in a club setting. Mm. Yeah, it's very profound. I nearly um, feel guilty now going on to the next piece, <laughs> 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 but it's a great one to finish off. That's yeah, actually a lot of evil. It's actually it's the third yeah. last, and March will be a five minutes. For those ago. who are not watching this on video, the three presenters are giggling <laughs> away at whatever's on this screen here. So we have three segments. We have uh, three very quick segments. We have five minutes of Merch's time left, so we have to get through these very quick. So I'm going to get our um, other interviewee to read out a tweet. So we asked for pe people sending some questions, and we got uh, one very good question. I wasn't sure the answer, if I'm being honest, so we're just going to put it to you live. And we're going to get uh, Stephen to read it out and just who it's from. You can put now, yeah, yeah, Stephen, you'll just, you'll just listen to it. <laughs> So, so, well, here's the per so if you read out the, the Twitter name. So the Twitter handle is at the belly underscore 765. <laughs> uh, at CLG Nafina, can you ask Merch, what is someone that plays a flute and piano called? Who plays the both together? <laughs> I don't know if you can play them both together, but... <laughs> What's the purpose of this question now? Well, I'll get to it, and there's an upside to it, so just... just Plumazzo Someone who really. plays the piano is a pianist. Pianist, yeah. And, and a, flute. a flautist. A flautist. <laughs> 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 and you're so talented, you play the both of them. Now I know where all those smirks are coming from. <laughs> but you do play the both of them, and you're multi-talented, I think, are you? I did, I think, in you the did. past. Not anymore. I'm pretty sure. Before you ask me to play now. 
I thought no, I saw a video after the All Ireland final. Where was that? You were uh, definitely playing. Which one? Which All Ireland? Yeah. now myself, yeah. so yeah, I wouldn't yeah. see any of that stuff. Flautus <laughs> and a pianist. Never does an instrument, Mark. No. I was actually... We're going to run out of time here, Marcel. You're going to not allowed to sing for my own confirmation. Um, so... <laughs> that was a conference knock that I just didn't, never really got into the world of music. So, uh, Aoife, did you play an instrument? I used to play the recorder in school, actually. Recorder? Yeah. No, the recorder. Oh, very annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I played Tim Johnny. Tim Whistle. Tim Whistle. The less annoying version of the recorder. What if Steel was the poor one out there? Yeah. Is a tune? <laughs> Maybe get you on the live, ep live show playing the flute in a few weeks. I know, I'm good, I think. I'm busy you that know? day. Anyway, we have uh, three minutes of your time left, so we have a yeah. quick quiz, and then I actually want to finish with something. Let's have a really quick quiz, okay? And just to warn Bodie, there is a forfeit <laughs> at the end of this, so... What's the forfeit? You'll find out. He's agreeing to, he's about agreeing to it, though, yeah? So, are you giving us a choice? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Are we against each other here? Yeah, against each other, yeah. So we buzz in? You buzz in for some questions. Some questions are just closest answer wins. Say okay? your name. So in. first question is closest, question, closest answer wins, okay? So Nafina set a Guinness World Record on the 7th of May 2012 for hosting the largest ever GEA training session. How many children participated? I'll give Merch the first go and then Stephen the second. Uh, 637. Slightly unfair considering so I think I've organised it. Eleven hundred and something? Eleven hundred, I'll go with. This is set up for me to fail, isn't it? According to Wikipedia, eleven hundred is the correct answer. <laughs> is there a certificate on the wall somewhere? It's eleven hundred and something, I think. Okay. Stephen is one nil up, okay? On top of Guinness World Records, well, Kevin O'Sullivan sent in this question, the current bar manager sold it. I'm not sure how accurate it is, but the number of points of Guinness sold after the senior hurling final here last weekend. Closest answer wins, Merch. I'll let you go first again. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I'll go with 637 again. I'll go 550. According to Kevin, it was 1,428. Jesus. So that's one all. From one bar manager to another, Hall of Famer. Pat Sullivan. How many years did Pat Sullivan work in the bar now called Patsy's Bar? You might as well keep the same order, Merch. Oh, I know when he started. Uh, <laughs> when was he born? When he started? Yeah. No, he oh, well then. Um, <laughs> 37 years. We'll just keep going with 37 at the end of everything. No, he's uh, 29? 30? 29? Uh, how many answers is he about? About 29. 28 to what Stephen. Was it? I think it was 1990 to 2018. It was in one of the Nafina Um I'll be fair to Merch here because we've had a kind of a Stephen question, okay? Number of followers that all Merchant has on Instagram. <laughs> Closest answer wins. And do you know, do you know, do you know what would be really bad? If Merch really actually knows, if Merch knows <laughs> this and he's yeah. counting his followers every weekend. Go on, Merch. Stephen, you're first. Well, he obviously has to go first. Uh, 15,000. 15,800. He knows exactly. Oh, it's 15,800 on the button. And that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> and that's sad that you... <laughs> that's sad that you know. Let's just pretend I'm on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, sticking to social media, the number of tweets posted by the official Nafina Twitter page. Oh, it's been going a long time. Yeah. Is it too old, by the way? Stephen. Do you think so? Ah, God. 20,000? Wow. 12,000. 14,600. This is 3 2, is it? Where's the 3 2 up? Um, second last question. Boo a sponsored question. Mullows informed me the winner gets a free coffee tomorrow. Um, date that Boo opens. Close answer wins. Use are two regulars to Boo, you should know it's easy. Although Merch never buys anything there. He just, he, <laughs> Cup of milk. Raises <laughs> yeah, he actually does. And he was, I was asked to tell him to stop doing that as well. Noted. 
the exact date, is it? Like close to date. Close date, okay. Go on, Mert, you go first there. Um, 17th of June, 2020. Uh, 2020, uh, I think it was around Independence Day for some, for some reason. 4th of July, 2020. Unbelievable. 8th of July, 2020. Three hours, mm. This is the tiebreaker. This one is a... Uh, no more time, so Jump in, <laughs> say, say, say your name. Whoever says the name first gets the first guess, all right? The number of county championships won between all senior teams in the club. All senior teams. Is it closest to it? Whoever says their name first gets the first guess. Oh. Um, in total, all time. Yeah, five. Um, yeah, 11. Five. Keep going. Well, it's closest. I know, it's buzzing. Um, nine. <laughs> Ten. Eight, seven. Oh, that's the answer. You said too many guesses. <laughs> Stephen wins four three. <laughs> <laughs> and the forfeit is: take your phone out, ring Desi Farrell, and give him an ultimatum. You're going to be the captain of Dublin <laughs> next year, or else you're not going back to it. I did that this morning already. Did you? <laughs> yeah. I'll take it out there. To do it again. <laughs> I'll do it straight after. Yeah. No, nah, that's Johnny. Make him do it. <laughs> well done, the series. We'll make him do it. We'll do it off there, right? Yeah. Um, we're we're we just promise. out of time, but. Um, Oh, and we're going to finish on you, because you actually are out of time, but I want to finish on you. I'm giving you a stick for the last, uh, well, everyone has probably for the last 30 years. What age are you now? 30? Whatever age. What no. age are you now? 27. Pretty much the last 27 years of your life you've been getting stick. But um, the last one I wanted to finish on was a more serious one. So uh, take us out with something profound like only you can do. So the likes of yourself, Leah, um, and many others at a senior grade are the flag bearers for the club in all of your endeavours uh, over the last number of years. And it's great because we're all very proud and we all have a lot of um, respect and massive amount of time and we'll all do a lot for you, including everyone else, but particularly you guys. So what's something that has stood to you massively over the last number of years that has allowed you to reach the heights that you're currently at? And I know you want to do and achieve a lot more, but over the last number of years, what's something that has stood to you greatly? Um, well, that's a deeper one than I thought. I suppose I come back to the enjoyment thing as the first. I've probably two things. I'll come to the second in, in a minute. But one is the enjoyment factor. So if it's not fun, you're doing something wrong because it's meant to be. Um, and it's meant to be a bit of crack with friends, football anyway. Um, and then I suppose a kind of resilience point around it's not meant to be a straight line. It's not. It's not always going to be perfect um doesn't mean it's not enjoyable but sometimes things don't look like they're going the right way um whether it be for the team or individually for the person but if you stick with it keep at it keep enjoying it more often than not it will work out um and you'll have a good time doing it magic no better way to finish episode number two stephen Be dr stephen bean she nearly stepped out of the conversation dr stephen bean our merchant thank you both very much for your time Yet another great episode with two of our club members, Owen and Stephen Bean. Loads maybe to talk about again, maybe on episode three. But just to wish our herders, uh, we're all behind them as they march on into Leinster, as maybe some people are listening to this on the bus or in the car on the way down or on the way back. Um, but we're all behind the herders, hopefully to do business. And hopefully on episode three, we'll be able to talk all about a great performance and their next game in Leinster. That's a wrap. We'll see you for episode three.